Hey guys, welcome to the One Delightful Podcast. Where we believe life should be simple. But awesome. I'm Katie. And I'm Philip. And we invite you to join us on a journey as we try to start a new business and grow our family. While trying to clear through the clutter of life to create space for what really matters. And trust us, if we can do it, anyone can do it. On today's show... The simplicity experiment is about to get real. People, we think we actually just bought a camper, but we think that it could help create margin in our life. Or we might be crazy. Stay tuned to find out. And we'll still end the show with what do you recommend? This week's episode of One Delightful Podcast is brought to you by One Delightful Shop. Ladies and gentlemen, Lots of things are sold out. We tried to warn you the fall launch was coming and now many things are sold out, but there is still some awesome stuff available. Yes, so for September we had lots of new pieces up and some of them are sold out, but there's still some great pieces available. Everything ships free, most everything we try to stock from small to 3x if possible. And I'm still seeing, I'm looking across the room right now where the inventory is, and I'm still seeing some double hoodies with zippers. Yeah, there's some good pieces still available. So Holy cannoli. (laughs) Okay. Head to OneDelightfulShop.com to shop, or you can find us on Instagram at OneDelightfulShop. Holy cow, Katie. I think that you might be able to convince me to do anything. You stole my line because it's true. (laughs) Jeez. Well, just to give you guys a quick update, by the time this podcast airs, there is a very good chance that we will have a 1975 Airstream Argosy parked in our driveway. We could be tin can homemakers. (laughs) Jeez. Our conversation about campers that we started last week led us to start looking online for campers that were for sale to see if it would even be a possibility. And I feel like something we both landed on is ideally, if we were going to do this, we wanted to get an Airstream and not a typical camper because it looks cool. Yeah, I felt like I, I feel torn on this because I do think a little like camper with the wavy sides on them, you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. They do look cute, especially when they're like turquoise on the bottom and white on the top. But I feel like there's something kind of timeless about the Airstream. Yeah, I would agree with that. Like, And I think that there's people that kind of seek them out. Like they're consistently, they were more expensive and had more value in people's eyes. So... Fingers crossed to that trend staying. (laughs) And I feel like it might be like buying a Mac versus a PC. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't want to get myself in hot water, but more like they're (laughs) both computers, but you buy a Mac because you sort of want to look cool. Okay. But maybe I'm just saying that about myself. No, I hear you. So we started looking at these, we'll debate about that later. (laughs) (laughs) We started looking at these campers online, not really knowing if we were going to pull the trigger on one. And 
started finding um for really expensive in really bad shape right. which made us think this is we're probably talking, not going to happen. We're talking 10 grand to buy one that's just a shell. Yeah. Like that's all. From some dude in Wayne, named Wayne in New Hampshire. Yeah. Um but then searching Craigslist all across the East Coast, we found this airstream that was super cheap that had been renovated in terms of like the plumbing, the electrical, that kind of stuff was in good shape with the body, but cosmetically was just sort of messed up. And it was such a good deal that it made us say, oh man, I think we need to get this. Yeah. That we need to drive to Stanton, Virginia to lock it down. The model that we're getting is called the Argosy. So we did some research and most airstreams, if you look at if you look it up, they're shiny and silver, they're aluminum. Um, but the Argosy was the one airstream that came painted. Um, some is would, it still aluminum? It is still okay. aluminum, but I think it might have been a little bit lower grade. Okay. And because they were gonna paint it. Got it. Do you think it's gonna sound cool like the rain on it? Had you even thought about that? I haven't even thought about it. It could sound like a cat on a hot tin roof. Um, but people at first, people would consider the Argosy maybe like the wicked stepchild. They weren't allowed to airstream conferences. But it's ex- it's made by airstream and it's accepted today that it is an actual Thank airstream. Thank goodness for airstream rights. But <laughs> they look cool though because you could paint them and yeah. people do all kinds of cool paint colors and designs and stuff on them. And it opens up possibilities right. that you wouldn't have with just the aluminum. Cause one. with the aluminum, you just got to keep it shiny, you know? So on Sunday I am driving the nine hours <laughs> to Stanton, Virginia Yeah, to pick up a 1975 Airstream Argosy that's painted Auburn colors right now. Right. That'll be changed. You guys are sort of getting the scoop on what is going on here, and we don't really know how it's going to go, or or if we're even going to end up getting the camper. Right. But maybe we should back up, and you should talk about, so how did you convince me to do this, or how did we end up deciding to buy this thing? Well, I guess a lot of it stems from the simplicity experiment, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I I think that for me, that's one of the things that put me over the edge. Okay. Of wanting to do it. So I would say most things that I really want, I can justify why they're a good idea. <laughs> but I still think this is a good idea. Don't worry. And you're just such a vixen, you know, that you could just... I can... Yeah, sure, Philip, whatever. Convince me to do it. You're bidding. As most of you guys know that have been listening, we've kind of are going through some job changes. Which now with this camper thing, it might be more qualified as a midlife crisis, <laughs> like an early midlife crisis. And we're kind of figuring out what we're doing. We have One Delightful Shop. It's going well. You're listening to One Delightful Podcast. But one thing that Philip and I both really enjoy is homes, real estate. We mentioned this last week, I guess. Yeah. Um, so we both really like stuff like that. Philip's pretty handy, and I'm a good dreamer. <laughs> right? You've, you've got a good eye for design. And I can dream up things, but I can't do them for the most part. I did just learn how to use a drill. So 
with us talking about Airbnb-ing our house, it's a verb, I guess. Oh, yeah, it is. I mean, you know you've made it in an industry when your company name becomes a, the verb to describe what you're doing. Yeah, so we're working on airbnb in our house on weekends, and then the question has been, well, where are you going to stay? And I would say for a long time, I've just been fascinated with campers, mainly Airstreams, which is ironic because I really don't like camping. I mean, I will go back to last week. You like camping less than any person I've ever met in my life. But it feels different to me because this is like half inside camping, right? (laughs) So we decided we're going to Airbnb our house because in part, we sort of want to try out renting a house and just see how that goes. We haven't done it before. In part because we need some income coming in um, to our family. But the issue has been where are we going to stay while we are Airbnb our house? Right. You can only stay at so many friends' house before they're like, okay, so you're making money renting your house and you're staying at my house for free. Again. (laughs) Again. (laughs) Yes. You can only bring people so many margaritas. So I was not too hot on the camper idea. Um... For a whole host of reasons. But as we've been talking about the Airbnb thing, I think my cheapness has met up with your sort of eye for design. Mm -hmm. And the result has been a camper potentially making a lot of sense for us, Mm -hmm. hypothetically. Yeah. It's a camper baby. (laughs) What should we call our camper baby? (laughs) I don't know yet. Some people do name them, but I'm not there yet with that, you know. So we'll see. Maybe once it arrives. So. On Monday. We're Airbnb our house and we need a place to stay. Right. That doesn't cost money so that we make our Airbnb money. Right. And then two, we're trying to figure out how to live more simply Mm -hmm. with less clutter And have more space for each other. Even last week, we talked about prioritizing our priorities, right? And we said that one of our priorities is we want to do no tech from 3.30 to 5, 7 to 9, and on Sundays. How's that gone for us? Well, I would say we're a little bit busted because we definitely started recording before that time frame was up. I don't know if we've been successful at that at all since we set that goal. One of my friends messaged me, she texted me yesterday, and it was in the time frame. And she was like, I just listened to your podcast. Why are you replying to me? <laughs> I'm like, dang it. Oh, no. See, that's a good friend. But I though. think we've also been a little bit off because we just did go on an anniversary trip. We went on an anniversary trip and our daughter hasn't been in preschool yet. So all yeah. that to say, we have excuses, but right. we set the goal and we have failed so miserably at it. So how does that fit with the camper? This is this was, I think, the thing that that put me over the top on it, um, other than the monetary value while we're Airbnb our house. I am wondering with simpler living, if with how just inundated we are with busyness, technology, schedule, stress, if we might have to go to some extreme measures to make it work. Maybe a measure so extreme as to go camping on weekends in a camper to get away from technology and be forced to spend time together as a family. I still want to have technology, though. Like what? Toaster? I mean, 
it's college football season and it's pro football season for you. But even with that, okay, true. And you got me with the pro football thing. I feel like though, even in a small space like that, we're going to be forced to be together right? in a better way than we would if we were at home and had all of our stuff. Yeah. So even if there is, we can figure out a way to have TV, which can you put TV in a vintage Airstream? We have no idea. Right. Um, we think that it could help us to declutter our life a little bit because we're going to be forced to spend time together in the camper, hypothetically. Mm-hmm. All that to say, I think that we have decent reasons to buy the thing. That's why you've convinced me to do it, um, both because it will allow us to have a place to go and we Airbnb our house and we don't have another commitment. And I do think it has a chance that it will help us simplify our life by forcing us to be together with a lot less technology on the weekends. And I I think that hypothetically has a chance of being a good thing. So you're saying there's a chance. I'm saying, but we have no idea what we're doing. Yeah. Okay. He, I believe in you, Philip. I have been up in the middle of the night just... Okay, I've never driven a camper before. Yeah, you you think through a lot of details that don't cross my mind, but you always figure them out. Here are things that I'm concerned about. One, I've never driven a camper before, and my my maiden voyage is going to be a 10-hour trip back from Virginia where we're buying it from. No time like the present. (laughs) Two, when we get back to our house... As far as we know, we're going to keep it in our driveway, at least at first. And I have no idea how to back it into our driveway. Okay, go on. Number three, I've never driven a camper to a campsite before. I don't know how to do any of the hookups. I don't know how to operate it. Yeah. And fourth, I think this is the thing that I'm least concerned about, but we still have never done anything like this before. We're buying this. So what we're buying is a 1975 Airstream Argosy. And there's this whole little subculture of people that buy these things used and fix them up and make them look really cool. So we found one that's old. It's from 1975. So the the idea is that we're going to fix it up and make it into something awesome, which we have never done before. But you've always sort of had this dream of fixing up an Airstream. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I would say, um, gosh, Philip, has it been a huge dream? I can't say that. Ever since you were a weed child. It's been more of a pipe dream of something I probably thought I would never do. (laughs) But we're doing it. And I feel like the thing that about this, when we talked about like, we like real estate stuff, this is kind of like owning a piece of real estate on wheels. (laughs) It actually, there is. If you Google... Um, renovated Airstream, there is this whole culture of people that instead of building a tiny house, renovate Airstreams and just travel across the country living in them. I have not seen the numbers comparing the two apples to apples, but it seems like you get a lot of bang for your buck. That's true. You could do it cheaper than living in a tiny house because it's basically already a little tiny house. Right. And you're you're going eco-friendly by... Buying something that's used and fixing it up rather than just building something new. So what is your hope with this Airstream? Well, I mean, I agree with you on all the things about this is a good excuse to have not a ton on our calendar for the weekends. 
Meaning like our agenda is to be together or maybe be together with friends and our kids, etc. And then I think beyond that, I think it's just a fun design project. Is that okay? Yeah. And I think it'd be a fun place to be. I don't know. We'll see. And I also feel like this has the potential to be something we might rent out in the spring once we've kind of got it all going. Because I mean, just like there's Airbnb, we found that there's right. like Airbnb for campers yes. and RVs. Yes. So I guess we're going to try it. I mean, I'm excited. I I think I think I will be excited once we get it. Right. And once we try it for the first time and have like a successful voyage. Yes. You're so it. like that about stuff. I just I'm so nervous so about nervous. driving it and yeah. I'm nervous about parking it. Right. Yeah. And then you're going to do it and you're going to feel fine. I have more faith in you than you have in yourself, but it's because he has done so many things around the house for us. And it's always like, I don't know how to do this. Like, I'm like, Philip, the brick is like crumbling in our side yard. You need to buy brick and mortar and rebuild the brick wall. And he's like, I don't know how to brick. And I'm like, just figure it out. And then he does. So I feel like this is going to be the same. So we'll see. Okay. So this podcast, it's a little bit different than our normal format. Um, because now uh, you guys are going to get to join with us as we go on this adventure. Hopefully not nightmare. Hopefully it will be a positive adventure. A joy ride. A joy ride as we buy this vintage Airstream. We'll be happy campers. (laughs) There's so many like, you know, lines you could use. So will the Airstream help us to prioritize our priorities? Will it? Help us to Airbnb our house effectively. And it could also help us streamline our house even more because if we're renting out our house for the weekend, we need to be able to get our stuff out, right? What do we do when we're Airbnb in January and February? Do you stay in the Airstream still? Probably not. I don't know. You could freeze to death. Unless you have an especially warm winter. Unless you have, which it's been an especially warm summer. I don't know. So people... We thought that this was a big enough decision and a weird enough, maybe crazy enough decision that we would make the podcast all about that today. So next week we will have the update. Did we get the Airstream? Are we preparing to go camp in it for the first time? Can we update it and make it look cool like Katie wants to make it look? Will our kids make us insane while we're in it? And maybe most importantly, will I be able to watch pro football on a Sunday from wherever we are in the Airstream? And can two people that hate camping enjoy camping in an Airstream? (laughs) Oh, jeez. It sounds the more ridiculous the more that we talk about it. But it could be good. It could be really good. Yeah, so... Let us know. You can, I'm sure I'll be posting about this on Instagram this week. And now it's time for What Do You Recommend? Where we make recommendations of things that we like in the world. Katie, (laughs) what do you recommend this week? Other than me driving 10 hours away to pick up your Airstream. I do recommend that. But what I'm going to recommend this week are Zenny's glasses. Oh, I'm looking at a pair right now, aren't I? They're very saucy. I think you look like a hot mama. I look like Velma. Sort of, from Scooby-Doo. But 
I, they were only $12 shipped. I was like, it could not pass up this deal. One, it sort of sounded like you just used profanity. <laughs> shipped. But yeah, when I looked at the receipt, I was like, how did you get a pair of glasses with prescription lenses for $12? And I have an astigmatism. So lenses are usually more expensive. Of course. Ah, darn that astigmatism. <laughs> it really is annoying. But glasses, I feel like, so I wear glasses. I wear contacts, but I wear glasses in the morning, in the evening, and that's about it. But I've been like, oh, I want to have some fun glasses. And there's a couple places online that I've tried. I do actually like this other company, I Buy Optical. We'll Ooh, put links to both of these. That's a catchy name. But Zenny's was my latest purchase. I was super happy with them. I think with both of them, you can return them within like a week if you're not happy. So it was just an easy buy. Yeah. I mean, 12 bucks for a fun pair of glasses. And if you listen to the Warby Parker story on the How I Built This podcast, yes. basically one of the things they say are they priced their glasses originally at like $39 or something like that. But there's this concept where you have to price it for what you think it's worth or people are going to think it's cheap. Right. But really, like all glasses cost like $3 to make and people just charge 100 or 200 or more dollars for them. So Zinni's, they just marked it up like 50% and yeah. said, hey, we're going to pass the savings on to you. I feel like Warby Parker, though, they opened like the world of less yeah, expensive that's glasses. True. Like they made them more accessible. So I don't know. Just a fun purchase. So if you have glasses, you might like these. And I was telling Philip, this is a new thing, filtering out the blue from your screen. So even if you I don't do wear like eyeglasses, idea. you might want to get a fun pair of Zennies that filters out the blue to protect your eyes. So, Philip, what do you recommend? Oh, what do I recommend this week? My recommendation is simple and lighthearted. Uh, and it's something that you actually showed me. And it, I thought about it because does everybody know the floss dance? Well, our son, our son Judah has really been working hard. He's, he's going to turn <laughs> seven at the end of the month to learn the floss dance. And God bless him. He's, oh. he's trying real hard at it. He's trying real hard at it. But watching him attempt it made me think of this YouTube video. And Katie will put the link in of this girl... <laughs> doing like a how-to video for parents on how to floss. And so she very, this like 12-year-old girl, very condescendingly shows adults how to floss. And the whole time she's doing it just says stuff like, well, now that I'm teaching you, this dance isn't going to be cool anymore. Parents are so lame. Parents are never going to be able to learn how to this, do this dance. But it is, it's very funny to watch uh, a little 11-year-old uh, just make fun of adults who are trying to learn how to floss to impress their kids, and thus making it not cool anymore. And maybe if you don't know how to learn, you can watch this video and learn how to dance. So maybe you can be talked down to while you also learn a new skill. That's going to do it for this week's episode of One Delightful Podcast. Anything we mention in this podcast will be in the show notes. You can just click on your iTunes thingamabobber. That's right. Just click around in there and you'll find them. And we would really appreciate it if you wouldn't mind leaving us a rating and review. As long as I make it back with the camper, it's going to help more people find future episodes of the show. 
And if you want to find us on social places like Instagram, we are One Delightful Shop on Instagram and One Delightful Shop on Facebook too. Oh, 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 oh,